We have notes for this. Yes, we have notes for this, Jeremy. I sent you notes. I've been updating them. We're organized for this Yamcast today. Man, I got two pages of notes on chapter two. We better get started. Welcome to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast, the Yamcast. Hey, we talk about everything you might need to know, occasionally some things you don't need to know, about how to fail forward in young adult ministry. With these monthly podcasts, we discuss culture topics, interview guests and friends, cover books, and riff on anything else that we feel like is relevant. Hi, my name is Kenny. I'm from the Boise, Idaho area, where I'm the Young Adult Volunteer Director with my local church the district young adult coordinator, and I work full-time remotely as the young adult connection pastor with Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. And hey, I'm just down the road in Cincinnati, Ohio. My name is Chris Bean. I am the coordinator for Nazarene Campus Mission, which is an outreach church to Nazarene, to college and university students. And I also work for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship as a church engagement catalyst, helping churches engage more with college and young adult ministry. And I'm Jeremy Height in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, where I serve as the college pastor at Trevecca Community Church on the campus of the Trevecca Nazarene University. And, and here, here we go. 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 Yep. Here we go. This summer has flown by. Like mm-hmm. it, I, I know, you know, my kids are in a different season of life than your guys' kids. My son starts school in 10 days. Wow. That's early. St- very start of August. Um, so it's, it is, is he, sprinting is, towards us. Is he us. excited? He is. Yeah. He yeah, greatly good. enjoys school. Um, I think he also greatly enjoys having other people to talk to. That's what I've been reminded of this summer is that he, uh, he's got a story and an idea about everything. And it's uh, hard for me to keep up with. Um, so, but it's, uh, it's been a fun summer. We, uh, we, We'll, once we get a few more episodes recorded, we'll uh, share, but we actually, he wanted to create his own podcast as well. Oh, I saw it. I saw episode one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, um, we had, we had a glitch with one, but we've got two recorded and it's uh, just me reading through uh, the Jesus storytellers Bible with him, um, stopping, asking questions, him giving commentary as we go. Um, and it was, he, I told him he needed to come. We were brainstorming ideas for projects for the summer. So a podcast and he wanted to do a Mario movie, which yep. we have That's gotten down saw. to it, to a trailer, the Mario movie trailer. Um, cause he wanted to make a full length film of him playing with toys and filming it. And we now have a 90 second version of it that premiered, uh, on the socials, uh, last night as of the time that we're airing this. So it's it's been a lot of fun this summer, but he's ready to have the rhythm of school back, and I am too. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a more uh, sustainable rhythm for us. Yeah, summer's flown by. I got to like see you guys briefly a few weeks back in Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm actually uh, training a part-time Nazarene pastor, a young adult, uh, who is helping roast yeah. coffee for me now. Nice. While serving at a local Nazarene church, so that's kind of fun because it's almost. Um, in some ways, he's following in some of my past coffee and ministry footsteps, which is, you know, I want to warn him, but also it's kind of fun. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, so anyway, things, Stay yeah, within away. two to three more weeks, I will be free enough to where I can go backpacking for my annual trek. On the yes. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to not see you anymore for a while. It's going to be great. Although my social media posting goes way up when I'm on the trail. So yeah, and I appreciate that too. Post every little, you know, snail that I pass. Caterpillar. Interesting 
colored mushroom mushroom coffee yes or no chris i've never tried it i've never tried the sounds horrible yeah i don't know i love mushrooms though so salad not my coffee right shrooms but i love mushrooms mm. and back i appreciate the back to mario oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i appreciate i appreciate the post so that if uh if you ever go too far off the grid we have some media presence by which to try Track you down from triangulate a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true like i think i saw a photo of his feet against that rock at that angle when the sun was setting yeah he said he was at mile 673.5 so we know he's yeah so anyway looking forward to that it's been um we've got some weirdness about to happen josiah my 12 year old going into seventh grade he is going away for the, his first like he's going on vacation with a buddy a church buddy and um, his buddy doesn't know it yet. We're surprising them tonight. We're going to meet him at a gas station on the interstate and have a giant bow on Josiah's head and shove him into their vehicle so that their their son, they're like best friends at church, uh, doesn't know that Josiah's coming with them on this beach vacation. But then he's going to be gone for a week. It'll be the longest he's been away from Deb and I, you know, for our wow. his entire. Um, so I'm nervous about you know how we're gonna do without you know it'll be our first kind of empty nest trial run sort of thing so you're gonna be just fine let me tell you because jackie is going to my middle child she's 20 she's going to spend a week or no a month the month of august uh with her sister in tampa so um watch out florida crazy family dynamics for us yeah very different season from what you're going through jeremy for sure yeah yeah and strangely enough i have my oldest is older than kenny's oldest and my youngest is younger than Kenny's youngest, right? What are the age ranges on your kids? Kenny? Yeah, no, that, I think that's right. Uh, 20, Emily will be 23 on Tuesday. Parker's yeah, so 20 and Braden's 17. Yeah, so we've got 24 down to 12. <laughs> but, and, and one that's the, and, and one each that's the same age. Yeah, When's your 20 year old's birthday? 20 year old, she'll be 21 in March. Oh, November, he'll be 21. And my 23 year old, she'll be 24, two weeks. There you go. Family updates. I just spent a day at the SWO um, youth camp trying to connect with recent high school grads and talk to them about their plans and what's going on. There's uh, some going to Asbury, to Cedarville, to Olivet, to Mount Vernon, to Trevecca. Ohio Christian. Ohio Christian. Um, there were none in this group that I oh, hung out with. A couple going to UC, University of Cincinnati. Um, and then, yeah, most, it was interesting. I mean, I guess you would, you would guess that, that recent grads who are going to church camp, they're the ones who are most likely to be going to a, to a Christian campus, probably. If they're sticking with the youth ministry thing all the way to this point. Um, and three of them just came away from NYC. So they were just like super stoked and spiritually buff you know from that whole experience so it was it was cool um but that was a fun thing i keep trying to figure out how do we how do we help districts really engage better with high school grads and help them transition well to you know whatever is next for them so had a little fun this week trying to figure that out and just connect with you know a few students it's always good to just like kenny's doing with you know um Emily and some of the others you've been interviewing just to have more conversations with young adults really, I think, helps more than reading books about young adult ministry mm -hmm. in some ways. I read books with young adults about young adult ministry. Yeah, it's Even good to worse. read books about young adults with young adults. That's cool. Yeah. So my turn. So. What's going on, Kenny Wade? Okay, here we go. Life and ministry update. 
here we go. Last time, Chris, you and I did uh, the MCAST episode. I was speaking at Senior High Camp for Intermountain District, and that was that was good. Um, my youngest son uh, went to NYC, had a fantastic time. Um, I went to Utah. He was with 10,000 Nazarenes. I was with 10,000 Spartans, literally 10,000 Spartans for the trifecta weekend in Utah. Wow. And did the did the 10K 27 obstacle uh, super with uh, two guys from church. And it was awesome. It was, my, it was probably the funnest Spartan race I've done because we just took our time. I had a phone with me. I recorded all of them. It, the, the battery ran out right after the dunk wall. So I didn't get the spear, the rope, the hurdles, or the slip wall. And I really wanted the rope, and I really wanted the spear. And I didn't get either one of me and Jonathan and Robbie. And, but we had a fantastic time, um, already ready for next year. That was really good. We're moving my daughter to Canada. She's We're helping her move to Canada. She's in Reno. Guys, she got in a car. Okay, a guy hit her on Saturday going out of her apartment complex in Reno. And she has been this whole last week. She's supposed to drive home tomorrow. And her car just got put in the body shop yesterday. There ain't no way it's ready. I mean, by the beginning of August, okay? So she has had to do like tier one adulting this week with insurance companies and body shops and back and forth and the runaround and just a mess, mess. Now she's trying to figure out how to get a ride to an enterprise place that's 40 minutes away because there's no real cars, blah, 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 blah. So we just want our daughter to come home, hang out with her. Her birthday's on the 25th. Our our 25th anniversary is on the 25th. We're going to move her up to Edmonton where she's working on her chemistry PhD with their their team from Reno that's all moving up there for the next four years. And then Deborah and I are going to spend um, three nights in, in the vicinity of Banff to celebrate our 25th anniversary on the way home. And I don't know if I told you either one of this, either one of you this, but my son tr- is transferring from C of I to Northwest Nazarene University, and he's going to be a sports psychology major at NNU as a junior. Wow, that's awesome! And he's working at Planet Fitness in Boise, but they transfer him to my Planet Fitness since Tuesday, and so I've been into the gym three times this week, and my son's in there behind the counter, like hanging out with all the Planet Fitness young adults that work there. It's the craziest thing. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun but he's doing awesome Braden's doing awesome emily's doing awesome deborah and i are trying to keep our sanity and excited really excited for this canada adventure i mean it's 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 a wild thing um twists and turns and in, in the life of our kids and how we get to kind of support them in that so excited excited for the coming days and then planning recruiting for the this is the last week of summer programming at shepherd um, yeah for interns and fellows and so they're all ending and new ones beginning we got three people that just got hired, a bridge student and two different fellows. And we got one other one um, that's in the pipeline. One's from South Carolina, uh, one's from Boston, one's from Illinois, and the other one that I it's too soon to talk about. But hopefully by the time I, I'm taking vacation for the next two weeks. I'm not emailing, I'm not working, I'm Shabbating, I'm resting from vocation. And from July 22nd through August 5th, I'm not responding to anything it's going to be very difficult for me because i really enjoy being in the mix of stuff but i mean but if, you guys text, you. if you guys text me i'll i'll, I'll respond i'm not i'm not like ignoring technology because i'm addicted um but i'm i'm genuinely looking forward to that and so we're on the cusp of that in family so i was really glad when you guys could meet today and and we could get into the conversation on everything so yeah. did you guys do ministry updates too do i need to should i throw in a ministry update 
you start us off? August 3rd, Emily K that I did that interview with recently is hosting a young adult kind of drop-in during an Andy Minio concert at Roaring Springs. That's our local uh, water park. So she's there. We've got Intermountain Young Adult stickers that she's handing out. And we've got a small batch of t-shirts. And so um, hopefully some young adults will come and just have a good time and hang out from different churches on our district and come come chill with Emily. So excited about that district thing. Um, locally, um, we're looking at doing something on Wednesday nights, maybe just kind of an informal gathering with young adults so that we have something to point to during the week. And I'll host it. I'm going to be at youth group anyway. And if nobody shows up, I'll just go you staff. Um, if they do, then we'll talk or we'll go walk the labyrinth at the local park or go thrifting or go to Chili's and get chips or something, but like just kind of see who's interested and then take it from there. But um, I think, I think we're going to try that for this fall with our local, local young adults. And yeah, there's some other young adult things going on in our district and um, with some, with some things with Shepherd, I'm really excited about, but this young adult ministry now ebook that we're going to be talking about a little bit, I, this chapter is the best one chapter two so far to me. And digging into resources like that's that's helping me too along the way. Stuff, I have so. one more. Go for it. Lead young. I was going to ask you how that's going. They they got all all of the young adults that they wanted to recruit for this first cohort. I think it was like twenty five. Um, there was a couple that kind of dropped out recently because of different life stuff that came up, and they're trying to re recruit. But um, they're lining up coaches. I interviewed four of them um, and shared the information back with Kenton and. Um, the Bison team is trucking along with with Kenton. There's coaches. I'm going to be one of the coaches that's going to work with the cohort of the people that are being mentored, but then like help them kind of work through specifics with their vocational call and what that could look like. So there's mentoring and there's coaching, and he's getting that started here at the beginning of August. But it's it's going really well, and the, and the young adults that I talk with are like are appreciative from different parts of our district. They're really appreciative of something like this because it makes classes from you know a liberal arts school affordable uh with some leadership with the leadership certificate or it provides mentoring that they have been longing for and looking for or it connects them to other people to have conversations about ministry that that they've been hungry for so um it's going good it's picking up and and um i'm excited to see where it's going i see a lot of possibilities with it i haven't talked to kenton about this but i could see down the road like this could be it could be the lead young usa canada conference like i could see something like that happening um but we'll see yeah yeah that's cool i wondered that too i've been seeing the instagram posts from lead young and as they highlight each of those young adults and stuff that's been really cool and it yeah. seems to be like the intermountain the Intermountain District definitely feels like has a fairly robust young adult ministry initiative kind of thing going on. We're trying, uh, man. We're trying. I definitely feel like your your district is one of the ones we need to kind of figure out how to spotlight and how to, I don't know, you know, how to multiply some things that are happening on some of these, you know, as what's her name said in her book called them bright spots kind of the bright spot churches i think we've got some bright spot districts as far as young adult ministries going so we've got like two or three or four things happening and synergy is what needs to occur yeah to make sure everybody's being collaborative communicating well yeah yeah not just everybody's siloed in their own part of yeah. a young adult ministry thing yeah yeah i'm yapping about that a lot that's what it will is going to take, I think, regionally for things to really synergize and start to um, create real kind of lasting, sustainable momentum. What's going on in young adult ministry land and in your lives and journey? Yeah, so the semester starts in a month for us. 
uh, here at Treveca in Nashville. And so the next two months feel like a really big uh, sprint because we've got a few different things uh, coming up. And I'm helping coordinate a church-wide service day. So one Sunday in September, we'll not have any in lieu of Sunday school and our normal worship gathering uh, in the building. We will be doing uh, service projects throughout our zip code. Uh, so coordinating that for several hundred people is uh, a big thing. And in the midst of that, we are starting a Sunday night gathering uh, for young adults. And it's reminding me as I'm talking about it that I need to order some coffee from you, Chris, um, because it'll be called NUMA, a worship gathering by young adults. Copyright. So got... Copyright. Yeah. Sponsor. Is that a Rob Bell spelling or a Greek spelling? It is a Greek spelling. Um, I put together... It was, it was birthed out of some conversations with some young adults. We put together a team of a current college student and two recent grads. Um, one will be over worship through music. What was it? We came up with three Ps. Alliteration is always needed. Uh, praise, preaching, and practice. Um, so spiritual formation type things uh, under the practice part. Um, and each of them are putting together teams of people who feel called to ministry in certain ways, but especially at a larger church like ours won't always get the opportunity to preach as often or lead um, like uh, worship through music um, to lead in first stations or small group discussions. Um, so we're going to have a gathering on Sunday nights that seeks to provide that equipping space for those who would like to uh, get experience with that, but do so in an informal kind of um, less intimidating uh, format. And a couple of them came up with the name NUMA. And I, I was like, oh, um, tell me what you're thinking like with that. And they're like, because we're the idea of we're gathering together, being breathed in to breathe out. And I said, have you guys ever heard of Rob Bell? And they're like, <laughs> and they said, who? And I was like, perfect. We'll go with Numa. Numa. Yes. Still good. It still plays. The stuff is solid, man. Yeah. I, it, I, I started having conversation once I realized they didn't know who he was with people. And there's like, there's like a, line i think it's somewhere like in the 26 to 28 year old range where it's like that's the year that like he dropped like they were no longer in or like they weren't old enough to know who he was when he was excommunicated from evangelical christian yes yeah because there's like yeah there's a certain age group where like everyone knows who he is and then there's a stark drop off where people don't know who he is um but i'm really excited for that and we're hoping to structured in such a way that um while it will um you know obviously add in terms of a weekly time commitment do so in a way that doesn't uh exhaust any one person so like the person who's over preaching they're not preaching every week they're in charge of having someone lined up um to to preach every week and to have um, a backup sermon just in case they have to step in um, yeah. And so trying to spread it out um, and give, pull in some of those who are long, farther along in their journey to come and provide some coaching and mentoring as a part of it as well. So trying to be intentional with our language that it's not just for young adults, that it's by young adults, so that if there are those who would like to come that don't feel like they fall within the young adult realm, we um, had a family our church got connected with through helping uh, meet some um uh, challenges that they've been facing who with work schedules Sunday morning doesn't work 
um, and they were asking about Sunday evening services. And one of our young adults was like, well, we don't have Sunday evening services right now, but in a month uh, at the start of September, we will. And you guys would be more than like more than welcome to to come and be a part of that, um, which was uh, I seen this team that has come together, the excitement that they have. I mean, I'm really excited about it, but each time that I get to spend some time, spend time with them, we had like a two hour lunch meeting over tacos and quesadillas um, a few days ago. Um, and their excitement for it is uh, giving me a lot of energy. So that's coming up in uh, just a few weeks. And then there's all the start this to the semester stuff um, that goes with that as well. And I know in our Facebook group, there's been lots of conversations about like starting the semester well. What do you give out? Uh, how do you connect to students? at the start of a semester and trying to figure out uh, those pieces and how to do that well and on a budget. Um, yeah. Budgets. Cool. Cool. Well, Hey, Numa coffee would be glad to sponsor your first, you know, month's worth of coffee. Just shoot me the address, man. I'll send you a bag of beans. The mission, okay. the mission blend from Numa coffee, the subtle notes of life change and transformation. Is that on the bag? Is that guaranteed? Something like that. That's the blend we specifically kind of designed for for churches and ministries. <laughs> so, I've had to kind of fight to keep that label around when we have an all team meeting, and everybody's like, "Why does this label say something about Jesus? What's going on?" <laughs> like, sorry, we're not changing that one. So anyway, that's awesome. Well, I did a little update. I did my life and ministry update kind of combined a little bit. That's true. We need a whole podcast about that and college fairs and young adult retreats and culture corner words and phraseologies like Riz. You guys, I don't use this word, but I saw a shirt on uh, some reels this, this week. It says Jesus is R-I-Z-Z-E-N. And I was like, what? Okay, I've heard this word. I looked it up. You know what the word Riz means when people use it? I learned it because of you. Teach us. It's short for charisma. They've got Riz. Oh, really? That's like a woo. Like you can woo people and yeah, you can kind of persuade. They've got Riz. So Jesus is risen. That was just a play on words that they use on the t-shirt. Charisma. Yeah, charisma. It's a shortened version of charisma. Riz. Hmm, that's sus. That's super chuggy. <laughs> no, one, no one ever. That never caught on. No one uses it. And that makes it cringy. Okay. Okay. Hold the shift button. All right. Young Adult Ministry Now ebook chapter two. What are your I, know, I just thoughts? want I want these I want these boomers to keep on talking with their slang. Oh keep going. Gosh, I am not a boomer. Just boomered me. You're a okay. If I'm a boomer, you're a millennial elder. But I don't think I am. Yeah, you're exactly and neither am I. Yeah. Oh, that was the insult. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does anyone mistake oh. you for Gen X, Jeremy? Anybody likes you're so Gen X? No, though I did find out this week, like someone was, they, they said that I was, oh, it was in the meeting with this leadership team. Like they thought I was close to 40. Like someone said 35 and they're like, you think Jeremy's that young? I was like, I'm 32. How old do you think I am? And they're like, well, I knew you weren't 40. And I was like, good. (laughs) Nothing against 40 year olds, but I am, I'm just not there yet. Because uh, I hear that once you hit 40, you figure out everything about life. So oh man. it's pretty much over at that point because you have it all figured out. That's That's been my experience. 
Boom. Just a couple more years. Mm-hmm. But speaking of master of segue, here it goes. Yeah, let's see. Chapter two, uh, entitled "Faithing Young Adults and Growing Young Churches." So, what are the highlights for you from this chapter that are the gems that you're going to polish and share? Okay, the first thing, the first thing that caught my eye slash ear, whatever, um, was a comment. I'm trying to find it now. Young adults don't care about perpetuating the institution of the church. They care about mm-hmm. real needs, loneliness, losing parents, how to adapt to life, things like that. That was reminiscent of somebody, somebody said something, maybe it was, was it Busick? I don't remember who said at General Assembly. Somebody made a, a statement about being less interested in perpetuating the institution and more about being on mission or something like that. Yeah. And so I just... I, I had a flashback to that moment, just thinking like, yeah, we need more about this. But I also had the thought like it is a both and though. There is kind of a both and nature to this. There's, I think it's Curtis Chang and his podcast that talks a little bit about sometimes the institution of the church um, is not necessarily something we need to throw out. Like there are good institutions. Institutions can be good and can be redeemed and stuff like that. So anyway, what, what did... Did you all catch on to that? What do you think about that idea of, I don't know if it's a clash of ideas, like perpetuating the institution of the church. I think there's a lot of older Christians who are about even like doctrinally, theologically, like circling the wagons, let's protect the institution, let's do whatever, you know, but then younger generations are about, no, let's, what does it mean to really be on mission, to serve, to be a part of what Jesus is up to in the world and partner with him in that, you know, anyway, that was the first thing. Yeah, what's ironic in my understanding of the trajectory of movements is that when it moves to institute institutional like life and staging and then you do seek to circle the, the wagon so that you don't lose it you you're actually like ringing the death knoll of the that's institution of, in the process that's part of killing it is when you circle the wagon so that you can prevent dying is like you're ensuring that the institution is going to um is is going to perish and so i i think um the the line in here about um resisting the urge to solve the young adult problem by rushing to create programs this isn't about this isn't about programs it's about people which everything comes back to that in ministry and mission and and in in ecclesial life with the church and i think i think that's a part of what you're talking about um in that an institution is going to focus on programs so that you can control things and then and you can quantify them and then you can reproduce them. But a movement is focused on 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 people and uh, who they are and what they have in gifting and how we can uh, leverage that for the kingdom locally and how we invest in those people and how we're present to them. I I think that that's the the sim, uh, simplicity of the basics of young adult ministry is is don't try to create a program. Um, who are the people that you do have? Don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have. Focus on who you are with. And then what's God doing right then in, in the midst of them? That's movement territory to me. That's not, that sounds great, but we need to maintain the numbers. That's not institution. I was reminded at last 
week our family was on vacation and I was swimming with my son in the pool and he wanted to race me and he's got swim floaties on. So he doesn't have to worry about any particular pace keeping him above water. But he kept on getting angry with me because he wanted me to swim, but he wanted me to swim slower so it was a close race. And I had to try to explain to him, if I slow down too much, I will sink. Like there is an amount of movement necessary to keeping this body on the top mm. of the water. That's good. And that there is a certain amount of movement that is needed in order to keep the life within any organization and institution. I was I had a friend remind me recently, you know, uh, there at the Jesus's ascension at in the Gospels, and we're told that when Jesus was taken up into the clouds, they're all looking up, and the angels came and said, "Why are you still looking for him?" And my friend reminded me that uh, it is real easy when we're looking for where God is, or like where God is on the move, to look where He was last. Um, but God isn't always where we last saw Him, and that God is constantly on the move. There's a quote on page 32 of the book from a sociologist named Nancy Tatum Emmerman that said, if we do not find religion today in the predictable places and the predictable forms as we did before, we cannot assume that it is disappearing. And it kind of rang true in my mind that there are that God is on the move and not necessarily in the places that we last saw him, but to hold those things in tension, not just to throw out what was old uh, just because it was old, but to be able to say, hey, what's worked in the past or what's working in other areas of ministry is great, but that can't dictate what it looks like for young adult ministry um, and something and at the same time, it's not a great idea just because it is counter to everything that's being done. Like being novel does not make something. Uh, effective or good. Uh, but like what you said, Kenny, like start with what is, don't focus on what isn't or who isn't there. Focus on, on where you can start today uh, and allow that to, to move you forward. Uh, one of the, I think, tangible things that I'm going to use from this chapter is a couple pages later on page 36, there's a list of questions uh, to invite young adults to share about. And one of them, I plan on using the first night of our Sunday night gathering, our, our NUMA gathering, um, I, for a while now, have posed the question uh, in different small groups or for devotionals, uh, something called a 24-hour testimony. Where have you seen God at work in the last 24 hours? Um, and it's I served in my own life and in others to be a helpful enough thing to then not only be able to celebrate celebrate or to recognize, maybe it's not always in a, in a happy spot that you've seen God at work, hmm. maybe of something difficult, uh, but then also then it gives you in the, it gets you in the habit of looking for where God is on the move. But there was a question that I thought was worded. That's like a practical, like updated Ignatian examine. Yeah. Prayer of examine. I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and I it's, like it. th there's a question that I like is framed a little bit differently, but in, I think in the same directions that first uh, in the series of questions says, can you share an experience where God felt close or far recently, and what yeah. was that like for you? And I, I part of the reason that I like that is I also keep on using the 24-hour testimony idea. Um, sometimes, depending on the response, we'll expend it like 72 hours or in the last week. But there are seasons where God doesn't feel close. 
and that mm. that question maybe limits the opportunity the, the 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 way that I've worded it in the past of the 24-hour testimony well I think there's a lot of really great benefits to it I one of the strengths I think to this question is it giving the space to have conversations even if you don't feel like God is close right now so literally a, a month from now when we're launching this Sunday evening gathering that we're planning on doing for a semester and seeing where it goes from there, but wanting to be able to start it well. Uh, after reading this chapter over the last week, uh, that's I'm planning on using that question for some breakout uh, conversations to spur on some conversation. I like about this chapter how accessible it is with these these like hot takes about you know fear mongering among young churches with young adults like young adult nons don't believe in God or you know, they're all leaving the church and like, there's these catchphrases they put in there, but then they also, um, uh, the authors also like refute that or take a different, like, you may have heard that it was said, but I say unto you, uh, kind of approach with, with how they deal with fear statements and, and not living into that, but then also how to faith with young adults, how to journey in doubt. Um, and then it gives these commitments that churches could be working on um in these six commitments every church needs with young adults instead to cultivate things instead of to live in fear out of statements that may or may not statistically actually be valid um so to me like i enjoyed the introduction i enjoyed chapter one but this chapter two is money and if i was going to start over reading this ebook i would start with chapter two yeah so if you're listening and you haven't started reading yet kenny's advice just skips chapter two Unless you're Scott Davis, because Scott Davis does listen to this podcast. He's a youth pastor in Nampa First, and he will not read a book out of order. He will only read it in order, and it drives him crazy that I say things like, I started with chapter two. That's for you, Scott. Yeah, that's hard for me, too. I'm kind of a purist in that way. But yeah, this one definitely had some, I think, some good stuff, some things that churches need to consider, ways in which they're uh, like one of the questions was, in what ways is your church creating barriers for young adults? Like what what is creating barriers? And I think sometimes the whole thing of like, we think young adults are leaving. Well, that's just because their life is in so much transition. The typical format and programming of church no longer kind of works with their schedule and their lifestyle and whatever. So mm -hmm. just because we're not willing as a church to shift or to add like a Sunday evening NUMA thing or whatever. I just think that's a good question for a church to ask is how, what barriers have we created that are, is keeping young adults away or forcing them to leave? And I think the other thing was there somewhere it was talking about doubt. That part of faithing is doubting. Um, yeah. And so we've really, and I know we give lip service to this a lot, but you know that, oh, our church is a safe place to ask questions, but I've just known a lot of young adults who would disagree. They would say, well, no, I kind of asked a question and I was made to feel like that was not the right way to see that. Um, so anyway, I just, I think this chat, this does give both sides of, you know, young adults and churches trying to figure out how to just how to ask some tough questions and really think through this and not in a way that reading one chapter or, you know, again, we keep seeing it creating some sort of program. There's no silver bullet that's going to fix your young adult ministry. Guys, chapter three, Compassionate Young Adult Ministry and really delves into empathy. I'm even more excited for that chapter for next month. Me too. So hopefully people are reading along with this, jump into this. We're just offering some thoughts. It's not like we're reading. This isn't bedtime. I mean, we <laughs> we thought about doing that bedtime with Jeremy Height because you've got the voice and the mic for it. Are, are we ready for the outro? Until next time. Fail forward. Be present. 
and be teachable. Yeah. That's a wrap. Was that the right line? Did I mess it up? Did you do that without notes? I'm very impressed. Wait, you did it without notes? You didn't look at your notes? I did because I tried to open them real quick and I couldn't find them. There's a long pause that I'm going to edit out. I thought that was on purpose because you've never not had it. If you've ever not had it open, you've never gotten the words right. I couldn't do it without the words open. So that's not a word judgment. (laughs) I thought I was seeing Cyborg Chris access memory banks and files. In the deep recesses. That's that's the uh, that's the, been fun, uh, fellas. Kenny, have a nice couple of weeks off, man. It's gonna be great. Appreciate you guys. See now ya. Like-